This is the Inspiration and Wine Podcast. I'm a wife of 27 years, mother of three, and a mindset and personal development coach. Here I'll share some helpful advice about how to power through that negative thinking, feelings, and mindsets, and together we'll find some happy. So grab a cup of coffee, tea, or wine, and hang out with me. I'm your host, Tina Harwick, and this is Inspiration and Wine. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Inspiration and Wine. I'm super excited to be back, and I'm really glad you're here. So someone asked me the other day why I love doing this podcast, and my answer was, honestly, there is something about this material that once you learn it, you just feel compelled to share it. So that's what I'm doing. In this crazy world we live in, if I can just give even one person hope or inspiration on how to get ahead in life, then that's my purpose. So here we are. It's almost the end of January already. Jeez, time feels like it's just flying by. But it is still early in the year. And in the spirit of New Year's, I wanted to talk a little bit today about goals and New Year's resolutions. So how many of you made New Year's resolutions this year? And how many of you have already given up? I know for me, I always made a New Year's resolution. And by this time, I'd usually already failed. And I never understood why. I was always adamant that I was going to eat healthy or join a gym or make more money, but it just never seemed to stick. So I stopped making so-called New Year's resolutions, though I haven't stopped setting goals for myself. I believe we should always have something we're working towards. As my mentor says, we either create or disintegrate. But after going through thinking into results, I've learned how to set different goals, worthy goals. And when I say a worthy goal, I'm talking about a goal that isn't just going to better my life, but a goal that's going to cause me to grow. See, that's what goals are really designed to do. They're not just forgetting. They're to stretch us, challenge us, and help us to grow. I've learned now the importance of setting a worthy goal, a goal so big that I have no idea yet how to accomplish it. It's what we refer to as a C-type goal instead of the goals I used to set, the A or B type. And I'll explain the differences and give you some examples. So an A type goal is what most of us set, something we want, but we already know how to get it. You want a new car, you already have a newer car, but you want to upgrade a bit. You have the money, you have the trade-in, you pretty much already know how to get this new car. It's something that you've already done before and you aren't necessarily going to learn anything new. It's not going to stretch you or get you to grow. That's an A goal. And then there's the B-type goal. You want a new job or a new house, maybe something you've never had before, but if everything falls perfectly into place, you can probably stretch yourself a bit and figure out how to do it. So that would be referred to as a B-type goal. And then there's the C-type goal, and that's where growth happens. You set a goal so big that you have no idea how you're going to get there, and then it happens, and you realize you could have set any goal you want. Your faith in yourself grows, faith in the world around you grows, and everything in your life gets better. So in going through thinking into results, I've learned how to set and achieve those C-type goals. And now what I do is coach people on how to do it too. Once learned and applied properly, 
thinking into results works for you and does not fail. And I'm gonna give you a little bit of an idea today or a little glimpse of how we do it. So first and most importantly, when you set a C-type goal, it has got to be something that you really, really want or have a deep desire for. Maybe something you've secretly wished for or always wanted to do but are afraid to go for it. And second, you must figure out your why. Why do you want it? How is getting to this goal going to better your life or the lives of the people around you. That's super important because your why is going to get you emotionally involved with your goal, and that is what will help you to see it through. And third, you have to be really, really specific about your goal. So let's say it's a monetary goal you're setting. You can't just say, I want more money. What does more money look like? You have to have a crystal clear picture in your mind of what that is. So you can say you'd like to double your income this next year. How much is that? Once you know, you have to get a clear plan or idea of what you're going to do with that money all the ways your life will improve when you have it because this will be your why. So you want to double your income in the next year. You want to go from making $100,000 a year to $200,000. What are you going to do with that extra money? You need to sit down and really figure that out. Create a new budget plan. Will you pay an extra $1,000 a month to pay off your mortgage and put an extra $1,000 a month into your savings plan? Would you be able to maybe retire in five years instead of 10? Are you going to take that vacation you've always wanted? Who's going to go with you? Will you pay off your house, pay your kids college tuition in full? You have to get really specific with your ideas of how you're going to spend that money. Why do we have to be so specific? Because when you set a goal, in order to ever get there, you need to get emotionally involved with it. Get excited about these new possibilities. You have to start to think like the person who makes $200,000 a year and not the person who makes $100,000. This new person would think and act and plan differently. For instance, are you really budget-minded right now? Do you always go for the sales items in stores or maybe fly coach to your vacations? Someone who makes double your income probably wouldn't do that. They would be thinking and planning for the things they really want and not worrying so much about the price. They're preparing to take the extravagant trips and probably flying first class. So this has to be your new way of thinking. So when you have your new goal crystal clear in your mind, then we learn about limiting beliefs. We always hear people talk about limiting beliefs, but what exactly are they? Well, they're exactly what they sound like. It's a subconscious belief that you have about yourself or your ideas about the world that limit you from getting to your goal. So what does a limiting belief look like? Say you want to double your income, but in your mind, what does a person who earns that amount of money look like to you? Do you think they work twice as hard as you do? Do you feel like to double your income, you would have to work longer hours, take on more stress, and miss out on spending time with your family and friends? If that's how you picture your life would be, subconsciously, Consciously, you're not going to want to be this new person. So that would be a limiting belief that would hold you back from earning more money. Once you identify a limiting belief, you need to create a new empowering belief. You need to build the belief that you can earn that much money and still have time for family and friends. It's actually possible to earn a lot of money without giving up everything or being completely stressed out or burnt out. How do you build this new belief? Change your awareness. 
Look around you. Start to notice that there are people who earn a lot of money who haven't given up everything else. It can and is being done easily and everywhere. Focus your attention on the fact that it can be done because if you don't identify and change your beliefs, you'll never get there. You're going to stay stuck because consciously you want to be someone who earns $200,000 a year, but subconsciously you believe it's too hard. And here's the thing. Our subconscious mind rules our behavior and our behavior creates our results. See, our subconscious mind is working in the background, controlling us 95% of the time. So basically, we're on autopilot 95% of the day. Our behavior is being controlled by our deep-rooted subconscious beliefs, and that is what is dictating our results, not what we're thinking in our conscious mind. That's why so many people fail to reach their goals because they think they want something, but then don't identify and change what they truly believe deep down. So if you don't identify limiting beliefs and then create empowering beliefs, you're going to stay stuck. Or we could have a subconscious belief that wealthy people are all corrupt or they steal and cheat their way to the top. Have you ever used the phrase money is the root of all evil or money can't buy you happiness? If we truly believe deep down that that's the case, then we have some deep rooted subconscious limiting beliefs that are going to hold us back without us ever even realizing it. These beliefs have been instilled in us, maybe from a previous experience or from watching others or even from our parents. I like to think of the subconscious mind as a software program that may need some updating to support our new goals. And it's actually easy to update once we know and understand how to do it. Here's an example of a limiting belief that holds a lot of people back. You say you really want to have a great physique and be really fit, but have this deep-rooted subconscious belief that anyone who has a great body has to sacrifice all the good food in life or has to spend hours at the gym and work out super hard. If that's what you truly believe deep down, you're going to fail. Your subconscious mind is either going to propel you towards the idea of getting fit or repel you from it based on how you really feel. And most of the time, these limiting beliefs are simply not true. Because if you look around and notice and start to become aware, there are actually plenty of people in this world who are physically fit and healthy, who aren't spending long hours and boring hours at the gym or giving up all the good food. You actually can be physically fit without extreme efforts, but you won't get there until you examine your limiting beliefs and build new empowering ones that support your goal. Your goal of quickly and easily becoming physically fit. Our subconscious mind is either going to help us or sabotage us. Maybe you're in sales and are having a really hard time getting clients or selling cars or selling people and joining your network. You may have to examine how you really feel about sales. We all know what they say about used car salesmen. Do you believe that? Are you the type of person who feels that salespeople are shady or pushy or just trying to take advantage of you? When you go into a furniture store and the salesperson beelines over to you, do you get annoyed? Do you avoid salespeople at all costs? If that's you and you're having a hard time in your sales position, you need to ask yourself, how do you really feel about salespeople? You've probably never even examined how you really feel, but how you really feel and what you subconsciously believe is creating your results. In order to do better in sales, you have to change how you think about it. Do you feel selling is hard and you hate the rejection? Or do you feel that selling is really easy and it's all about helping people get something they never knew they needed? Think about this. You can see two salespeople in the same company selling exactly the same thing, same technique, and one is doing so much better than the other one. 
Why? It's not the company. It's not the product. They have a level playing field. What's the difference? I'll tell you, it's the mindset and beliefs of the salesperson who is doing well compared to the one who isn't. Our success in anything we do is 95% mindset and how we feel about it and only 5% strategy. Our youngest son has a belief that he can't be a good basketball player in college because he's not over six foot five. So he's concentrating all of his attention on the fact that he's not tall enough. Well, that's a limiting belief because there are actually plenty of good basketball players who aren't that tall. So we're working through this right now. He gets annoyed with me when I send him articles and pictures of players who have done really well in college basketball who are under six foot tall, but I want him to realize it can be done. He needs to start becoming aware that it can be done become aware of his possibilities and start building a new belief about himself. Otherwise, he will fail. Like it used to be thought that no one could ever break the four-minute mile barrier. No one had ever done it before. Well, then in 1954, Roger Bannister did it, and now athletes do it all the time. All it took was an awareness that it could be done and the beliefs of the athletes that they could do it too. Or you might think, I can never earn a lot of money, I don't have a college degree, or I don't have the right college degree. But other people who don't even have a college degree are making millions of dollars every year. Why can't you? So once you become aware that it can be done, that there's proof all around you that it can be done, you can start focusing your attention on that and build a new belief for yourself. All of these are examples of limiting beliefs that once you really look at them and think about it, aren't really true at all. They've become instilled in us and have become part of our software programming. Many of them probably came from our parents' beliefs that were handed down to them by their parents, and we just never even questioned them before. So then when we talk about setting a C-type goal, the goal we really, really want, but have no idea how to get there, how does it happen? Well, first you need to realize and know that you can get there. Know that every one of us is capable of doing miraculous things once we get past our limiting beliefs. And then you have to start using the gift of your imagination. We've talked about this before. Remember that nothing has ever been done or created without first being done in the imagination. Everything you've done or accomplished so far was only once in your imagination. So take a minute and relax and give yourself permission to fantasize. See and feel yourself doing and being the person you want to be. Let yourself get excited about this new idea. And when you do that, and if you can maintain a concentrated focus on that for a period of time, miraculous things start to happen. Ideas start to come to you. People and opportunities start to come to you. Seemingly out of nowhere, things just start to come into your awareness. Trust me when I tell you it's true. And you've done this before. You just weren't aware of it. So maybe you've always had a hidden dream of being a best-selling author, but right now you have zero clue or idea how you'd ever do it. You can start using your imagination and letting yourself dream about it. Start fantasizing about what your life would look like if you were a best-selling author. You can see yourself at book signings and people congratulating you on this awesome book you wrote and how much they love it or how much it's helped them. Let yourself feel how excited and proud you would be at that moment. And if you persist in that feeling, 
feeling, the feeling of already having met your goal of becoming a best-selling author and don't let outside circumstances sway you or discourage you, eventually you will find yourself on your way. Ideas about what to write about will come. You'll start researching about how to get started and something will just click. You may get introduced to an established author who can guide you or offer advice. You may meet a publisher at a party. All kinds of things start to fall into place for you. The hardest part of the process is maintaining the feeling of already being there when everything around you is evidence that you're not yet. But if you persist in that feeling, you will eventually find yourself there. And this process all starts when you let yourself get emotionally involved with a goal. Then the idea starts to take root in your subconscious mind. And only then will you start seeing results. Remember, your subconscious mind, the part that is at work 95% of the time, is going to push you toward that goal, not your thinking mind. That's why getting emotionally involved with your idea is so important. As Neville Goddard says, Feeling is the one and only medium through which ideas are conveyed to the subconscious mind. You can think what you want all day long, but until that idea is impressed onto your subconscious mind, nothing is going to happen. Any result you have ever achieved was because it was impressed upon your subconscious mind. I used to be a realtor and we were taught to use this tactic with our buyers. I'd bring a buyer into a house, maybe one they didn't think they could ever afford. I could sense that they really loved the house but were afraid of the price. So I'd start by asking them questions like, where will you put your couch or where will your TV go? What fun colors will you paint in here? I'd get them to picture their kids running around the backyard and feel how fun it was going to be for them. I would help them imagine themselves and their family there having game night and parties, getting them really excited. I would spend a lot of time on this. I didn't really understand at the time why it worked so well, but now I can look back and see it's all about what someone can see in their imagination and get emotionally involved with. So once that buyer got emotionally involved in the idea of living in that house, I knew it was just a matter of time before I made that sale. I knew that they wanted that house now and the limiting belief that they couldn't afford it was going to be overcome. Their mind was going to start creating ideas. Ideas like maybe they could borrow the down payment from a family member or a friend, or they would remember a savings bond that they forgot they had that they could cash in, or that the bank would just approve a bigger loan for them. They weren't consciously aware of how the process was working, but it was. See, we do this all the time, not really understanding what we've done. So most of us will limit ourselves to only get emotionally involved with an idea that we think we can do. Most of us won't let ourselves dream or fantasize about the bigger things that we really want. But the process is exactly the same to get the thing we think we can get, our A or B goal, or to get the thing we really want, our C goal. That's why Bob Proctor always boasts, tell me what you want and I'll show you how to get it. Because it doesn't matter what it is. It's a process that works for everything, every time, once we learn it. I personally put this process to the test and I accomplished my seagull. And now that I know how to do it, I'm going to keep doing it again and again and again. And I'm not the only one. There are thousands of others who have the same success stories. We've learned how to use our powerful mind and our thoughts instead of relying on doing all the things and using the physical part of ourselves. We've learned how to think into results. 
I really want to encourage you today to make a decision right now to make this year your best one yet. New year, new you. Set that C-type goal. Go for it. You can do it. Realize your power. Get rid of those limiting beliefs and start creating the life you want. And if you'd like more information about thinking into results, or if you have any questions about what we've talked about today, please reach out to me via my email at Harwick. That's H-A-R-W-I-C-K 69 at gmail.com. So with that, thank you all for being here today. Have a great rest of your week. And as always, thanks for listening. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And if you've been wanting to work with a mindset coach, but don't have one yet or don't know where to look, I would love to be there for you. If you're ready to take what you are learning from the podcast and create so much more for yourself, I'd like to invite you to visit my website at createmyvision.com. Click the Courses tab and book a free complimentary call with me or visit my Inspiration & Wine Facebook group and connect with me there. I would love to meet you. Till next time.